guys, welcome back to the She Thrives podcast. And I don't know if a lot of you guys are in this spot right now, but I am currently in the market for a summer job. And it should be easy just to find a summer job. Like, I live in a good area, there are a lot of businesses around here. But I honestly was not ready for this process to be one that really shook me. However, I should have known because honestly, nothing like just a casual job interview at some small business in my life is ever normal. So needless to say, I had this interview yesterday for a summer job at this small business near where I live, and I had no idea that this interview was going to remind me of how much Christians are set apart. And I know that might sound a little bit weird, and it is kind of weird because I've been around so many different things in my life. I've been in public schools and private schools and homeschooled and all of this stuff. I've been kind of in every circumstance around all the different people that you can think of. And for some reason yesterday, I was just reminded of honestly how different we are as believers from people who don't have that hope in the gospel or people who don't cling on to that truth. And I sometimes get used to being with people who are like-minded so people who have experienced and seen the thing seen the same things and people that kind of believe the same thing that I believe and I don't know if anybody else is in that spot but yesterday it was so weird like I left that interview thinking oh my gosh like we are two totally different people and that's fine but I'm just so thankful for the hope that I have in the gospel and the truth that I have and knowing that my life isn't dependent on the things that happen on earth, but that my salvation is already secured. So that was really deep. Wow. But I just wanted to tell you, like, that was kind of a revelation to me yesterday was reminding myself of how set apart I am and understanding that there are different people in this world and that's great and that's beautiful. But I'm just so thankful that I put my trust in the Lord, is basically what I'm trying to say. So it served as a really cool reminder to me, and it helped me to be thankful for my past and my experiences and the person that I've grown to become. And speaking of growth, last week we were challenged with creating a list of ways and areas in our life where we needed to see some growth. So I don't know if you guys did this challenge or where it was, but if you had it, pull it out and I'm going to read over just my areas and what I specifically saw in my life where I could use some growth. So I broke it up into sections and the first section I had was spiritual life and my growth step or the area that I really need to grow in is starting a new study and actually finishing it. I have a really bad habit of starting a study, getting like a third or even halfway through and then dropping it and I hate that and it gets the worst when my schedule changes. So now that it's summertime, my schedule changes a little bit and I always go through this in-between time of not having a study or not finishing one. So that is my way in my spiritual life that I want to grow. And then another category I had was relationships. So the area that I want to grow in my relationships is to be present and really focus on the people that are with me in that moment. And this is sometimes hard for me to really be invested and focused with the person that I'm sitting across from or in the same room as. So that's something, and I know that's kind of hard to fix, but I just want to constantly remind myself to be present with the people around me. Um, And then finally, 
Oh, I actually have two more. So my next category was my like gym life or working out. And this is kind of um, the same schedule issues that I have. I need to find another schedule or like a daily workout plan or something because I just kind of go to the gym and do what I feel like doing and I know that's not really great. <laughs> so I need to find some like workout plan or something like that that will help me to stay on track because I know that there are days when I need to like do arms and I really don't want to do arms but I need to do them. But anyway, and then finally I had my personal category and this is just an area that are things in my own life that I want to grow in besides like my walk with the Lord or my interactions with other people, but how I want to grow with myself. And that's writing more. I'm a huge writer and I love writing, but have really kind of put that on the back burner just because I haven't even given myself the opportunity to feel inspired. I just haven't been able to sit down with a pen and a paper and just kind of let it happen. And I'm really looking forward to doing that. And it's something that I haven't given myself to to, read or, to reading or writing in a very long time, and I want to make that a bigger part of my life. So, I don't know what your guys' lists look like or what your categories look like, but once we have established those areas we need to grow, we actually have to do them. And I, so in my life, I found a new study to do, one that I'm actually going to finish, and I'm currently looking for a new workout plan, and I'm trying to remind myself to be present, and Today, actually, I have dedicated some time to writing, so I'm trying to make progress in those areas. But in your case, look at the areas that you've written down and somehow make those your focus for the next few weeks. Somehow set a reminder so you're reminded about these things. And this could be writing yourself a note and putting it on your mirror or on your desk or on your door every day. I think the biggest thing in making tangible ways to grow because it's different when we're growing spiritually so we go through something that grows us but in these ways these are tangible things at least in my case that we want to do in our life and I know that I just need to be constantly reminded of them it's like if I don't know if you need to walk the dog three times a day and you're having a hard time remembering it like set an alarm on your phone to walk the dog something like that and that's how easy this can really be so write yourself a note, um, you can set a reminder on your phone, or you can even, and something that I have done a lot is somehow set like a picture of your goals or something like that as your lock screen on your phone. And this is really easy because then every time you open your phone, you're reminded to be present with the people in front of you. So actually put your phone down or, you know, pick up that study today, something like that. Um, so just surround yourself with reminders of the ways that you want to grow and then also if you haven't done so done so already find tangible ways to accomplish what you want to do so again if yours is the same as mine or if yours is to read the bible every single day then set a reminder read the bible every single day just do it you have to make yourself do it and there are going to be times when you don't want to do it and when it's not going to be the easiest thing to do but this is your goal, and if you can get in that habit of doing it every single day, it'll soon become so, so much easier. So just this next week, try to find some tangible ways to be reminded of all of the areas you want to grow. And then in a few weeks, we'll check back in on these lists and see how we've done. So now, before we get to the rest of the episode, I want to introduce you guys to one of our sponsors for this week.
Now let's get back to this week's episode. So this week I want to talk to specific people that are going through this time when they've lost sight of the real power found in our salvation, found in Jesus, found in Jesus dying on the cross for us. And I don't know if a lot of people are in this season right now, but this past week when I was just praying over what to talk about in this episode, I was reminded of times in my life when I kind of grew numb to the power of the gospel and grew numb to what it really meant in my life. And I know that we have all been in this circumstance and many of us will go through this time in our life if we haven't already. But I just really want to talk about this because even if you aren't in this circumstance, it's at least good to prepare and to think about these things. And I don't think we can ever over meditate on the power of the gospel. So when I was little, I heard over and over again the story of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and saving us all. And then, if that wasn't enough, going to a Christian school and going to Sunday school and all of that, I started to grow numb to the power behind what happened for my salvation. And I know that's a terrible thing, but if we're honest, I have a feeling that we've all been through this very similar thing. And the gospel for me went from this really powerful life-saving thing, which should have been my favorite story in the world, to just this set of facts that I had to memorize. And when we think about what Jesus did for us, coming down from his heavenly throne to walk on this evil soil and then to die an innocent death in order to save his people, if we think about this, this life-saving, in comparison to these other life-saving stories that we hear in the news or on TV or whatever, we should have never let Jesus' death become something that no longer has power in our life. And I think of how many headline news stories are out there about someone saving somebody else's life or when someone steps up to save the life of their friend or whatever. And I've heard these countless times. I've heard these stories countless times and it never ceases to amaze me. Every single time I hear one of these stories, I'm like, oh my goodness, like that person risked his life to save somebody else's life. That's amazing. And it kind of reinstills just the goodness and the good nature of people. And if you ask the person who's been saved, like I'm thinking of like interviews on news stories when someone was in a lot of danger and someone saved their life. And when we hear from the person that was in danger, they're just overcome with gratitude and overcome with thankfulness and they can't stop thanking the person. And honestly, it would look weird in an interview if the person who was saved wanted nothing to do with the person that saved them. Like, honestly, it's the other way around. They want them to be part of their life. They want, they're so thankful for that person and thankful that they were there at that right time to save them. They will never be able to thank them enough for saving their life. And they'll never forget the impact that that person had on their life. And it's simple. Why would they not be thankful? Why would they ever ignore or neglect the person that saved their life? It just doesn't make sense. And I know you guys can probably guess the direction that I'm going in, and you're right. Why, in the case of other people's life-saving physical stories, do they never forget the power? Yet in our own life-saving stories, we tend to grow numb after reading about it a few times. And I've never put this to the test, but honestly, if we watch the news story over and over and over again about someone risking their life to save somebody else's life, I dare say we wouldn't grow numb because it's amazing and it's beautiful. But how in our own life, when someone really did not only save us, but died so that we could live, 
do we grow numb to its power after reading it a few times? It's crazy, and I'm not putting the blame on you guys. I do it too. I do it all the time. I forget what having someone die in my place actually looks like and actually means. And I felt this way for kind of a really long time growing up until I went on this mission trip to South Carolina through the organization called Next Step. And the speaker that night shared this really great reminder. And I don't have it in the exact words, but I kind of, this is what I remember her saying. And she said, when Jesus was carrying his cross on his back, getting ready to die for the sins of every single person, he saw your face and decided that it was well worth all of the pain and betrayal and heartbreak in order for you to have a future. Jesus saw your face as they placed the crown of thorns and he counted it all as worthy for your life. Jesus decided that you, you were worth dying for. It wasn't just the world in general, but rather the person you are and the person next to you. With all of the flaws and all of the bad habits and the baggage we, we refuse to let go of, he died for you and for me and for each person because he knew them better than anybody else and loved them better than anybody else. It's that simple. And I think my biggest takeaway from what she said was that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he saw your face and counted it all as worthy, worthy of the pain, worthy of the betrayal, everything. When he was dying, he wasn't just picturing the number of people that he was saving, but he was picturing each individual. So when I just imagine him with his feet nailed to the cross, his hands nailed to the cross, in excruciating pain, and he sees your face, and it serves as a reminder to Jesus of who he was saving, the girl he was saving, the boy he was saving. Even before we were born, the little kid that he was saving, the adult that he was saving, he saw that and it was all worth it to him. And I think that if we take that truth into account with our lives, I'm just overcome with this feeling that I've given Jesus a million reasons not to love me and yet none of them have changed his mind and none of them will. I'm going to say that again. We each have given Jesus a million reasons not to love us. None of them have changed his mind, and none of them will. If Jesus was given the option to die for your sins again, knowing all of the times that you picked sin over life, knowing all of the times that you picked the world over him, knowing all of the times that you turned your back from God, if he was on that cross again and saw your face, he would do it a thousand times over. That's beautiful. That's amazing. And we know that's true because we see it in the Bible when Jesus says that he loves us and that he died for us and that he wants to have a relationship with us and wants to save us. If he had to die for your sins again, he would, no matter what you've done, no matter what you will do, no matter what happened or no matter what bad decisions might happen, he would die for you again. And that's facts. So I'm saying all of this. Because if you feel far from God, if you're angry with God, if you feel alone or confused or want something other than what God has given you at the moment, remember that the pain that he endured in order to have a relationship with you was more than anything we've ever had to go through. And if you think about it, he went through that pain just to have a relationship with you. It doesn't have to be this perfect rainbows and butterflies relationship all of the time. 
He just wants a relationship with you. And what I mean by that is that you don't have to be perfect to have a relationship with God. And your your relationship doesn't have to be perfect to have a relationship with God. And again, what I mean is that sometimes I think that when we picture a relationship with God, we think of these really happy people coming to God saying, Lord, I trust you with everything and everything's going to be great and just go before me. Amen. And honestly, that's the goal is to have that much trust. But we're human, so we're going to be angry and we're going to be emotional. And I can remember times in my life when I was just mad. I was mad at God for the things happening in my life. And that's okay to come with him, to come to him with that and say, God, I'm angry. God, why is this happening? Why are we doing it like this? Why does it have to be this way? It's okay to come to God like that. And it's okay to be sad or confused and to say, God, I don't understand. Or God, this really hurts. You can come to God like that. You can say those things because he wants that communication with you. And if we think about it, I'm not going to try to compare our relationship with God to human relationships because those are totally different. God has perfect love and humans have failing love. But if we think about it, when we have relationships with people, communication is key. We hear that all of the time. And that part is no different with God. Communication is key with our relationship with the Lord as well. So the communication doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to, you don't have to lie to God and say, God, I completely agree with what's happening here. You can, you can wrestle with God. We read in the Bible when Jacob wrestles with the Lord, we can do that. We can have conversations with God and we can work through things. But my biggest advice in working through these things with God and with kind of wrestling with God is understanding his authority and understanding that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And it may take time. For us to completely agree with the direction that God is taking or completely agree with the approach that he is taking. But it's worth working through and it's worth allowing the time to get to that point. So if you are angry or confused or disappointed, remember that God is excited to hear from you again. He's excited to forgive you again and carry you again. He is not as tired of you as you are of you. So come back again. Come back to the one who died, created, and who loved you and loves you to this day. And I saw this written out on Pinterest or something that God was excited to hear from you again. And it really hit home with me because sometimes in my life it has been hard to come to God with things or it has been hard to keep that line of communication open. And even when I was living in this sin and when I was trying to honestly go against the things or when we hear about stories of people who have chosen sin over God, I can't imagine how frustrating it is. And there have been times when my life when I'm just mad at myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, can you just behave? Can you just do the right thing? You know the right thing. And we even read this in the Bible when my spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. And I think so many times that's the anthem of humanity. And I start getting tired of myself. So when I saw this, this line that he is not as tired of you as you are of you, that was just amazing to me because I think that if I'm annoyed with myself, how annoyed does God have to be? And while, you know, it is hard for him to see us choosing sin over him countless and countless times, he's not tired of you. He's not giving up on you. He's not looking down, screaming, like, fix it, come on, no, 
he loves you and he wants that relationship with you and he wants you to come back to him and to talk to him again he wants to be with you again he wants that relationship again so don't live in this feeling that he doesn't want to hear from you or he's done with you because he's not done with you he loves you he died for you and he created you he's not tired of you and i just kind of want to wrap up this really kind of powerful <laughs> um podcast we have going on here i just feel really passionate about this in all honesty we can get through life without him but we won't make it very far and what i mean by that is and i'm sure a lot of us have gone through this where we try to live life without god and you know it's fine i mean we go through a lot more heartache than we need and we make a lot worse decisions and there are times when things are really bad when we can't make it but guys if we don't have god in our life the life isn't gonna the life that we're living by ourselves is not going to be worth it we're gonna start putting our trust in other things we're going to start focusing on things that we shouldn't be focusing on and honestly we're going to make really bad decisions and hurt the people that we love and as humans we are created beings created to be in relationship with our creator and guys we simply cannot thrive without god we cannot do it i want this whole if i had to wrap up this podcast in just kind of one statement it's that when jesus died he saw your face and considered it worth it. And if Jesus had the option to die for you again, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, I don't care what your past is. If Jesus had the opportunity to die for your sins again, he would. Every single time. It's worth it to him to go through all of that pain and to literally die in order to have a relationship with you. He's dying to have a relationship with you literally literally <laughs> he's dying to have a relationship with you so i don't know if anyone needed to hear that this week and i don't know but i just felt really convicted to share that with you so i hope that you know today that he didn't just die for the beautiful and dressed up you that sits in church or reads the bible every day he died for the you that cries at night and wakes up too late to go to church sometimes and who makes unforgivable mistakes and goes weeks without thanking him he died for the you that reads their Bible and the you that shows up to church and the you that is living their life for the Lord. But he also shows up for the you that sometimes go through goes through struggles. You don't need to be perfect to come to him, but you do need to be willing to come to him. He's excited to hear from you. He really, really is. And he's excited to have a relationship with you. So I don't know if anybody needed to hear that this week, but even if you didn't need to hear it, I hope it served as a good reminder of just the power of the gospel and the power of what Jesus did for us. So I'm going to pray us out and then I'll see you guys next week. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for answering my prayer and giving me something powerful and passionate to talk about. I just pray that everyone listening right now will be reminded of the power of the death that you died for us. Lord, help us to come back to you. Help us to desire a relationship with you as much as you desire a relationship with us. Help us to not grow numb of that power, Lord, and help us to re-put our focus on you this summer, Lord. Help us to just thrive in you and to put our trust in you and love you more than we've ever loved anything else. In your name we pray. Amen. Guys, I'll be back on the podcast next week. Please 
comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on my Instagram at She Thrives Podcast. Just whatever. Let me know what you guys want to hear from this. If this hit home with you, if you still have questions, I'd be happy to talk to you. So I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Bye.